Be best. <laughs> I obviously, I obviously feel the same way. Did you write the email he wrote? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is the wand that chooses the wizard, Mister Potter. Oh shit! It is not always clear. Randy, keep talking. Why. Good evening, and welcome to three and a half gentlemen. Oh, there he is. He's actually ah. peaked. Like With every review, we try to tell you how many drains it takes to get through the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> at, 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 at the end of podcast, we rate the movie based on the zero to ten score. The film stars Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Good evening and welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis to movies from our private collections, and one who tries desperately to keep up will let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me are my co-hosts, Jeremiah. Leviosa, yo. It's Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Make the gar nice and long. Eddie. Ravenclaw. 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 <laughs> and Brandon. Abracadabra. Ooh. Beaches. <laughs> <laughs> With every review, we tell you how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection. At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero is a perfect film, which you can watch stone cold sober, and five is a terrible film that you must be drunk on booba tuba pus to enjoy. <laughs> booba tuba pus. Booba tuba. I said bubba bubba tuba pus. <laughs> In addition to our review, we generally pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. We invite you now to shake, stir, or mix the particularly delicious cocktail that we have for this evening. And we hope you enjoy our engaging review with that. What movie do we have uh, in the wand tonight? Uh, I see what you did there. Tonight, we're going to finish out our films based on books. Uh, and so we have the epic 2001 beginning of a superstar franchise, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer or Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you're at. Uh. England, we love you. <laughs> the first installment of the Harry Potter franchise follows young Harry, or Harry, <laughs> as he discovers that he is a wizard. And not only that, but he is a famous wizard who will soon begin his first year at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The Dark Arts. Guided by his headmaster. Always the dark arts. Why? Guided by his headmaster and helped by his friends, he will discover a deadly foe from his past. The film stars Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, and of course, the one, the only, the incomparable Alan Rickman. Moment of silence. Directed by Chris Columbus and scored by one of the greatest ever, John Williams, this film sets fire once again to cinemas and reignited the soul of movies. I added that part, and I asked uh, Jeremiah if it was too much, and he said no. It's Apparently somebody likes this movie. Much. No, and you know what? <laughs> I don't think... I don't I, once again, we're going we're gonna to limit our review to this movie and not the franchise as a whole. Which is going to be hard. It was going to be hard, because the franchise is fantastic, but the... Uh, you know, well, let's wait, wait to the end. Eddie, we've, done a, we've done a lot of John Williams movies. We have. We have. I feel John like we've Williams. just done a John Williams he's season. A, he, he's our soundtracks. Of I like Hans, and I like James, <laughs> and I like... Uh, well, who was the guy Horner. who died who did... Horner. 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 James, oh, Horner's James, Horner's dead. James Horner's dead? Oh, yeah, he's been dead for a while. Mm -hmm. No, he's not. Eddie. What? Yeah, as we mentioned, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. Sometimes the drink will be referenced directly in the film, and other times the drink will be simply inspired by the film. God, my parts are getting Holy less shit, he did die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Tonight, since Jeremiah is taking the lead on this cocktail, Jeremiah, 
What are we having? We are actually enjoying our butter beer. bourbon butter beer. bourbon butter beer. Beer. It was great. And it's so good. Oh my god. All you have to do is just get the butter beer and just add like a little like, you know, uh adult alcohol into it. AKA yes, we bourbon. Used the, the the butterscotch butter beer. Yes, we did. And we added bourbon. Which is like the best thing ever. And then put whipped cream on it. Yummy. And which... topped it with a little bit of uh, brown sugar. Oh, AKA brown magic. Brown sugar. <laughs> it was delicious. No, Absolutely. it's really you good. You have to have you it cold. Try it because make sure it's cold. Is it like well? So me and Brandon uh, actually went to uh, what, what is it? Universal Studios yes. what, three years ago. Ah, uh, yeah. And I had the butter beer right out of the tap. Oh, I could just Sawyer put my head in his wand. Oh, which he's oh. lost in the house somewhere. Well, Mine yeah. is up on the wall. <laughs> just and saying. Sean got his eleventh wand. <laughs> 15th, yes, I think. It's very true. If you go to Sean's library, you have to actually um, knock on the door three different ways. <laughs> opens the door. Take out a certain and book. And he has not one, but 11 wands. I don't understand why. One of my favorite, favorite stories is we're at. They're my all favorite characters. The one who cannot be named. Shall he not be almost named. not be named. He his his wand's the highest I get to oh, so throne. Cool. Like you have well, it's his. It's a bone. Well, my favorite my favorite thing is we're at Universal Studios and I'm like Sean, you getting a wand? And he's like, mm, these are not high enough quality for me. <laughs> I'm like what the hell? Are these actual that, yeah. real wood or something? Come on now. I love Sean, mine. you know these are just wands, right? The ones no, they're not. Yeah, they're a little. <clears throat> so anyways, the connection. <laughs> anyways, if you want the recipe, just go to our website, gentlemanpodcast.com, because, yeah, we like to drink, and we actually like to pair it with our favorite movies that we like to watch. Do you guys Yum. remember what, where you're at when you watch this movie? Oh. Uh, I was in my living room when I watched it last uh, a couple days ago. No, 2001. Yeah. Oh, I remember, but I actually we'll do remember. That. Let's save yeah. that for a minute. Uh-huh. Brandon, take us through the review. So to give you guys a little bit of a background on our selection process for the second season, we are still reviewing movies that we, however tenuously, can link together by theme, actors, and or subject. Again, we're trying to keep to our mandate and review movies that shape how stories have been told throughout time and even how we think they're going to be told on the screen in the future. So we won't be talking about the movie straight through. Instead, we'll let our conversations flow naturally. That's it. We'll be touching on different film aspects, including plot, characters, direction, music, director of photography, and anything else that might come ah, up. You do everything <laughs> not to say the word cinematography. Cinematographically, this movie is great. <laughs> cinematographically. Eddie, where were you the first time you watched Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? Uh, I was with my brother. I think we... I think we rented it on Blockbuster mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't remember seeing this in the theater. Cause we, that was a real good time with uh, Star Wars when it came out, The Phantom Menace. So we, we were all about that. And we're also so like, we, really we take excited this for um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. So out. this one kind of snuck by us. Yeah. But three? Lord of the Rings 03? No, 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 no. the first oh, one. Oh, 2003. Oh, oh, we did watch this in the movie theaters. I remember that, though. Did I we? watched the it. The first yeah. one? Yeah, I did. I blockbustered this one because I thought, no, this is not going to be good. Change it. It was Hollywood Video. Oh. <laughs> it was Hollywood Video. God bless Hollywood Video. So, moment moment silence for that, too. <laughs> so um, my parents had just... my Okay, we, it was really funny because my dad went to the theaters to see Lord of the Rings. So that must have been 2001, mm-hmm. shortly after this movie was released. Yes. Okay. We sat in the theater. We had popcorn. We had our drinks. We were so excited. It was me, my mom, and my dad. And there was this group of people who were talking behind us, and they wouldn't stop talking. And my dad literally got up from the theater, (laughs) turned in his popcorn, turned in his drinks, got refunds for all of our tickets, and we went to the store and we bought a 65 inch rear projection Mitsubishi television. And we bought this movie and we put it on. 
and that was the first movie we watched on that TV from our living room. So and we've all seen this in the living room, but not in theaters. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because I think we had that exactly the same <laughs> box, 65-inch television, and oh, it was ever, the yeah. best thing It was ever. the greatest no, thing It was also ever. the heaviest motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, longer. my God. We're just... We I, apologize. That was one. That was one. That's it. Yeah, no that's no it. more. I grew up in a 32-inch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying. If there was dialogue on screen, but do you remember when nope. you were kids and, and the size of the TV didn't matter? I mean, I had a 10 inch or a 12 inch in my room, mm, and I swear yeah. I watched Star Wars on that thing 9,000 times and I'll, it didn't affect anything. I'll tell you this much. Did you get have that one television where you had to get the knob and go, Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, like, and you, then you had to go. Yeah. You also could yeah, also, you you could also play yeah. video games only on Channel 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be good talk for the ring when we have that in the future. Oh, God. Okay. Harry Potter. So let's yeah, talk yes. about Harry Potter. So uh, le- I'm just going to kind of take us through the, the plot a little bit. We've got uh, Privet Drive. We've got Albus Dumbledore and Dame Judy. No. Oh, shoot. Dame, Dame Judy. Judy Dench. Oh, no. No. Wrong Professor McGonagall. Who come in the middle of the night to drop off a child who has been scarred. With Hagrid. Hagrid. With Hagrid. Which, Eddie, who is that child? That's Harry Potter. No. That's Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I felt so bad for the little boy. He just had a little star on his, his head. So we have to like see huge. the timeline. So basically, James and Lily die that night, right? Yes. Was it that night? Well, yeah. He, they died in Godric's Hollow. Uh, Sirius Black gave Hagrid the bike. You know, Sean, you can stop there. I just wanted to prove just how much of a nerd Sean <laughs> is. Thank you. Keep going, though. Keep Thank going. You. And Hagrid then... Brought Harry and and flew him to the Dursleys where he would grow up. I didn't think about that, but his parents. Which we haven't seen. Night. We yeah. see that in what seven two. That's, <sighs> no, that's in five. That's his sister. Five. Yeah, is it really? Them. So that's his sister's. That that's yeah. the. That's a That's his aunt. That's well, I was trying to figure that yeah, out. Sister so and it's sister, his sister. Right? Is it? No, it's his. It's mother's his mom's sister. sister. So it's, it's yeah. his aunt. Uh, and she's so upset. So Mr. Dursley is she was so mean. She, well, she, she was, was just jealous. Yeah. But she was mad because she didn't get yeah, into she's a, she's Hogwarts. A true muggle. I don't know how much of the books we want to actually infuse into this. I'm going to st- okay, so so spoiler <laughs> Sawyer if you're out there close it off now yeah. but he's going to be getting those books for for Christmas and we're going to be reading, reading them. them together. Yeah. yeah. So and I will I'm going to plug someone right now so Jim Dale is the No reader, relation to me. I'm going to have an E. Dale, yeah. Jim Dale is the reader of the of the <laughs> novels on Audible. And uh, any anywhere you you listen to the novels, and he is absolutely the most magnificent book reader you'll ever experience. If any of you out there want to listen to these books, that's the way to do it. Because Jim Dale is fantastic. If you want to get your kids into reading, listen to Jim Dale and read along because he makes it so fun. Uh, he did seven books, uh, all seven, and he was absolutely just magnificent. So just wanted to give a little I agree with there. you 100%, plug. Sean. Makes long drives amazing. So this whole time, though, Harry is pretty much like a little a slave for his aunt and uncle, and he lives underneath the... That's what it says on this. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not, oh, so you yeah, looked at me. Yeah, a little child service right there. Yeah, think, and, you know, and then... Yeah, no, CPS, no CPS his, in England his, in 2001. His, and then his, <laughs> England his, again, we love you. His cousin... Dude, when I first saw that scene, his cousin's bouncing on the stairs. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, what a great way to introduce a character, though. He's sleeping under the stairs in the little, littlest, tiniest little place in the world, and his asshole of a cousin comes, Dudley Dursley. <laughs> wake up, and just Wake up. <laughs> We're going to the zoo today. It's my birthday. <laughs> Which I do want to say. His, 36 the, presents. The, the 37 last year. Yeah, the present yeah. scene, to me, it does so much. If we're gonna really nitpick this thing down as far as characterization, that was such a beautiful way to do the characterization of, of Dudley. Dudley? Yeah, Dudley. 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 Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, 37, 37 last year, I had, you know, I had more. And then, you know, oh, oh. We'll, we'll get you two new presents when we go yeah. out. Would that mm-hmm. be okay? And it's, it's just the ultimate acquiescence to ch- children mm-hmm. uh, from the parents. It just, you can see why Dudley, and, and later in the novels, D- Dudley really does redeem himself, I think, quite well. Um, but as far as a character, Dudley, when, when I was a kid, um, my dad said, don't be Dudley. Like, don't be a Dudley. Don't be this rotten, spoiled little child. I do like Dudley Do-Right, though. Well, that's a totally well. different Dudley. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, <laughs> Brendan, come on, uh, come on our show. We, we'd love to to do George of the Jungle. So they go with to you. the zoo, right? Yep, they go to the yeah to the, to the London Zoo, and then you know he sees the snake, and then you kind of get the whole foreshadowing of like Harry Potter of what he can do and where he comes from in a way, which I think is good. I know that we're not trying to jump too far ahead in the in the series, but the fact that he has that kind of relation to the snake, he's got that relation to kind of the the negative side of what he can do too. Because I mean his first act of magic that we see is kind of causing harm in a little way to somebody else. We can also say that he's releasing the snake from his, his captivity. But I think it's kind of interesting that that Harry is from the get go kind of this goodish baddish character. You guys think so? Which in the novel I think I think you're missing something. But we're talking about the movie. Well no but I think you're you're missing something because you haven't seen the novel. I don't think he's been bad. You really think that he was bad? No, no, I'm not saying that he's bad at all. But I, I think that he's he's got a connection to maybe a connection with that darker him knowing. side. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's all about self preservation. I think if you look mm-hmm. through the, the when he, when he and we're talking about the scene where they're in the in the um, snake habitat or whatever yeah. you want to call it, and he makes the glass disappear, which allows his uh, cousin to fall in after his cousin like pounding yeah, on push, the window. Yeah, pushes him over, and I think it's out of self preservation that he. Uh, un, 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 unintentionally uses his magic and it's to protect himself or to retribute for himself and that's something that is actually a really good theme in the book um, is that you're when you're young and you don't understand that you have magic your first reaction to using magic is not positive it is right. almost retribution well, I, I think it's interesting is that word retributionary no. We, yes. You know what I've learned as, as an English teacher is that whatever word you say, you say it with confidence, it's a word. I've said <laughs> That's a lie. I've said that many times. And you've well, I don't talk- know about walk climbing, but I do know about retribution. Uh, I was talking about sushi. Oh, <laughs> sushi. So, anyway. no, I think, though, that it's interesting because uh, I was really kind of looking at this, you know, critically um, in, in a positive, you know, critical sense when I was watching this the other day. Um, but Harry doesn't do many things of magic at all, with the exception of that first scene. Like really, that's all, almost all of his magic in the entire movie. He doesn't cast any spells. He's you're a terrible right. student. But yeah, you, he's a terrible. <laughs> with, I know we're gonna get to this later, but Give I gotta say a break. Now he has no <laughs> idea where he was coming from, right? I mean, he has no idea where he was coming from, and like he was 11 years old, and he had no idea he was even. He thought this even nine and three fourths. Like, how am I even get here? This is all mythical, you know. Like, there's this is uh, how am I from uh, some parents who had who were wizards? The muggle, yeah, yeah, and. So it's just like it was it's dumb luck almost that he happened to come across something. In a lot of ways it kind of reminds me of Rey from the Star Wars franchise, right? In the right. sense that she has so much power. She is so powerful that mm. she's able to do these things without knowing that she ha- how to do these things. See, and I'm going to I'm going to argue on a philosophical level because I am a total Harry Potter nerd. Nerd. Is it the reason Harry Potter is powerful is because he's not the most powerful wizard in the world he actually doesn't have the most magic exploding no. from him. What makes Harry Potter Harry Potter is that he is incredibly loyal to his friends. That he is an altruistic, amazing human being that literally wants to treat everyone equally. And that the 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 theme of equality is what really 
propels the Harry Potter franchise. When we get later into the, and I, I don't want to go down the, that hall, but when we get later into the story with regard to house elves, with regard to, um, you know, the people who don't have magic, those are the people that necessarily uh, fuel Harry's kind of success. Well, and that's the thing that I was going to say is I don't want to, you know, harp on it because I, I know that we can all, we've all had this thought when watching these movies, but Hermione is, is, the more powerful like, oh, yeah. godsend in yeah, a lot of ways. Is. She she's, is the, the wizard or witch. She's uh, my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, 100%. She was just adorable, and she was just like so <laughs> smart. It's like I want, yeah. I was like, I want my son to be a wizard now. And yeah. during this episode, right. I'm going to ask you four questions. Oh, and go the for first it. question I'm going to ask you is that snake was that Nagini? No. Okay, but I think it's interesting that we do have the first connection magically that we're shown to be a snake. Do you know why? I think he's not Nagini or it's not Nagini. Why do you say that? Because the uh, creature was bred in Brazil, and there was a sign that said he never knew his family. Uh, or The snake actually says, you know, basically, I never knew my family. I was bred in captivity. I was bred in the zoo. And then in the movie, there's a sign that says bred in Brazil. So I would say no, Nagini is, mm. is not Nagini. But we still don't know about Nagini's past because, you know. Of well, the, have you seen uh, the, new, the new Fantastic Beasts? Yeah, we do. We see her, you know, <laughs> like all being abused and everything. But we don't really see where she's coming from. Could be. Speaking of which, is the third one supposed to be yeah. coming out this? It's coming out this no year? next year. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, so let's kind of catch up a little bit. Uh, we've got Harry Harry Potter who goes to the zoo. He he opens up the the glass on his on his cousin Dudley. Uh, this is not the first time he's used magic. This is kind of a history of using magic, and his his aunt and uncle really his uncle uh, they really react poorly to it. And they, it's almost like they are so afraid of his magic that they are confining him to the cupboard. Well, under it's the interesting stairs. you say that because I noticed this, and maybe because I was looking for things, but I noticed this in this viewing um, is is their reaction or their facial reaction to uh, Hagrid when when he comes in is just pure terror. Not so much of like who is this person, but they're afraid Holy of magic. Crap, this person is here. That's now after they keep receiving all the the letters, and right. all of a sudden the owls right, yeah, right. are outside. Yeah. No, but that's yeah. perfect. So yeah, so uh, he starts getting letters from from a mysterious sender. They don't really know. They try to keep it from him. Uh, they kind of end up at this hut on the rock in the middle of the sea, and that's when Hagrid arrives. How in the freaking heck did they get to the lighthouse? So they actually rented a boat. For, um, so she's if, a little, I would say helicoptered <laughs> in and parachute. If you watch, if you if you read the if you read the book, they actually went to a series of places. So they went to a hotel. They went to like an inn. He would yeah. drive in the middle of the forest they're and turn around, and drive back. They're escaping. It. Yeah, they're, he's trying to shake him off. He's trying to shake. So off Columbus the was just like, let's just get to the point. Let's just get right. to the whole thing. Why make it a three-hour yeah. movie? Because right? there, yeah, there was some great scenes in the book where she opens individual eggs and there's letters stuffed into every one of the eggs. The milkman can't deliver the milk because they boarded up all the you know all the little entrances to the house oh, that would have been cool and how that. and and that's kind of in the special edition as well but um there's a bunch of different ways that they try to get him the letter and he devises this plan that he's going to go out and you know sneak out of the house and he confronts uh uh, Dudley or uh, Vernon Dursley and that's actually what propels him to leave the house so they go to a hotel they go to a bunch of different places and finally he gets a rifle some chips and a banana and gets him in his little boat and goes out into the middle of the ocean you know what's so crazy about that scene when he's like, you know, drawing like a birthday cake on the floor in the dirt? Happy birthday. Mm, you know, such a good one. You know, to me, that kind of just defines about do you want to be someone else? Do you wish you could be someone and someone can rescue you? And I feel like seriously, a lot of us like just 
like believed in that and we're just like oh my god we wish that someone can help well, you we, out you we, know we relate to harry yeah. i think in that moment of just wanting so desperately to get outside of our our, our situation right so I, uh, so uh, uh brandon said something like ray from star wars i compare harry to luke Skywalker. okay okay i feel a little bit a little bit stronger to luke. well it's a little bit more of the, the, just the missing the parents one. and uh, the chosen mm-hmm. one and the missing parents and you know you have this longing for like I, I feel like there's something more to my life, and you have this struggle between good and bad, and also just like you're being raised by some people you don't really know. His parents are obviously different, grandparents, but have that same idea though. He, like Harry knows he's destined for something else. And I think that what's beautiful about this story is that J.K. Rowling didn't reinvent the wheel <clears throat> when she was developing her characters. All the char- the reason that this is a fantastical world filled with magic and people who turn from cats to humans and. That and was, Quidditch. That was cool. Right. This is a wonderful world, but every character seems to be grounded in a sense of reality. Like, you you could know these people in real life. And I think by giving Harry such a tortured and humbling background, it set up a beautiful way to introduce us to the Wizarding World as an audience from someone who, number one, didn't believe it at first. Number two, is all learning it from the first time. So there's when, when Harry learns a secret, we, we learn the secret. Yeah, that was it's, cool. It's this escape for him, too. Right, it's like it's like the absolute opposite, right? It's the binary opposite of, of what his situation is here. Is that he goes from literally being a nothing to when he's walking around Diagon Alley, everybody recognizes him. Everyone's right? talking that, that about bar, it. Everyone that, knows that his bar name. where everybody knows his name. Yeah, they're like they're going up and shaking yeah. his hand. I mean, to me, that is just like such a well um, well made scene, I guess, that we see Harry's reaction to all of this fame, which he's so unaccustomed to. Right. So Hagrid visits him at the at the Rock on the Sea or the hut on the on the Rock on the Sea, and he basically tells him he's a wizard, and then brings him to get his school things. Gives him his letter, says he's accepted to Hogwarts, and then takes him to Diagon Alley to get all of his school things and go to the bank. And go to the and the uh, dude's loaded. <laughs> and the dude is rich. Yeah, and also Hagrid picks up something else from there too. Oh, and Hagrid, right. yeah, Hagrid picks up from uh, Vault. Uh, what? Which vault? Uh, Come vault. on! Come uh, on! Vault. Come on! Three hundred ninety-four. Pa- no. no, that's page three hundred ninety-four. Page three ninety-four. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Vault twelve. No. No, I have no idea. Is it nine three quarters? You, you don't 700. even hundred. Oh, you're checking. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, okay, you. so just to give no, you guys a let me give you a visual. If you were at, at, at home or Isn't in the car, if you're at home or in the car, please don't drink. If you're in the car, but Sean right now is going through his notes trying to find this one little innocuous this absolutely innocuous oh, uh, anyway point. So they pick up essentially. Uh, Hagrid picks up the Sorcerer's Stone. Harry gets or Philosopher's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, depending on who you are. And uh, Harry goes to Diagon Alley, which is. Uh, if there is a place that really introduced us into the wizarding world, I think Gringotts started off, but the, but Diagon Alley was just so damn wonderful. Greed. Uh, it's not greed. Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I mean, You're talking about uh, the alley. Yeah, Diagon Alley. Oh, it was amazing. They have that also at Universe Studios, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, they do. Really and cool. it is literally like you're there. I told my son that we're going to go there, and he was so happy. All right, so we're in Diagon Alley, and the first, or one of the last places that Harry visits is Ollivander's Wand Shop. John Hurt, right? John Hurt. John uh, Hurt is The just, one and only John the, Hurt, I mean, which, who was amazing in V for Vendetta, which is an amazing movie. It is sh- <laughs> just shout out to V. Anyway, so that's when we get some of the, uh, what I like to call wand lore, what, what, what most, you know, in the Harry Potter world called wand lore is mm-hmm. where wands come from and why they come from a particular place. Um, one of the things we learn is that Harry Potter's wand shares the core of one other wand. 
that was crazy. And, and I, I forgot about that part. Uh, so what uh, was the what was the core of of the one that was shared? He who cannot be named. But what was the core? The phoenix. The phoenix. And where did that phoenix feather come from? The fox. Fox. Oh. He goes. I wonder. I wonder. Anyway, so uh, I think this is probably one of the most pivotal scenes to set up the rest of the franchise uh, because you kind of get an, an idea that Harry Potter is destined to have this wand whose brother gave him the very scar that sits on his forehead and that it kind of sets up him being uh, the direct nemesis of Voldemort. In a lot of ways, it, it sets him up as being the chosen one, I think. Very Which, good. I mean... Yeah. If we're talking, and I don't want to get all literary, um, but if we're talking about Joseph Campbell and the hero with a thousand faces, it follows right in line with that uh, storytelling journey. The hero's journey, absolutely. So check it out. So uh, after they uh, navigate platform nine and three quarters, we arrive on the train to Hogwarts where Harry is introduced to the two other principal characters of the movie, which is Hermione Granger and the lovable Ronald Weasley. Do we and that's say lovable, or do we say just fallible? That's where you see, though, Harry, a real his inside being a real good friend. Just he spent all his money for Ron, because Ron had no money to buy a snack. And you saw Harry is like, well, like I have, yeah, I have this money. Let's, I'll yeah, just buy it. Let's go. Let's, let's buy the yeah. whole cart. Yeah. And just, he, he found that I feel like he, he connected with Ron in that form of we're both coming from the same background. And he had never had anything to share, so yeah, it was she, something that was just... Ima- uh, it was almost like they were th- from the same ilk. They yes. were uh, cut from the same cloth. And yeah. Harry never like looked down on Ron. You know, like Everyone would look like, oh, you're the Weasley family. You're the poor, you know, and everything like that. And Harry was just like, no, he's, he's pretty cool. He's my friend. And doesn't uh, doesn't Harry's family also connected to the Weasleys somehow? I forgot what it was. Mm, I thought they were. So. Maybe Redhead. No, I mean, you know, later no. down the road, yeah. But so they way. knew they knew his parents. Well, yeah, they were in the first order of the Phoenix together, but that that's I don't think they I don't think that they had a, a very intimate relationship with the Weasleys. Let's put it that way. Let's talk about when they actually go to uh, platform nine and three quarters. No, no, we already missed that. We're, we already we're missed that. that. How do we not talk about that more? All right, let's talk about it. I think it's so fantastic. And by the way, <laughs> two years ago, I went to London and I stood at platform <laughs> nine and three quarters, which by the way doesn't exist. <laughs> And I went to the store. I bet you went, a I bet you crap load of of, of, of merchandise. <laughs> I bet you went the only one standing there taking pictures. <laughs> that spent so much freaking money. That being said, it was so. all well. So. It was That's all awesome, worth it. Actually. Oh my god! But anyway, um, yeah. So no, what I think though that that kind of commenting on on Jeremiah, what you were saying, is yeah, he doesn't look down on him because literally Harry comes from the bottom of the barrel, right? And so everybody kind of b- below the bottom, below of the barrel. literally under the stairs. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's really kind of an interesting thing that we see these characters who are kind of the outcasts, Same who then Hermione. yes, through the and Hermione, who is the Muggle, um, who through the course of the movie and then obviously through the course of the whole series becomes the saving grace of of hard wizard the wizard yeah. the world too beyond that yeah no, yeah. So one of the things that I thought was beautiful was the music here, and and I think it shines John mostly through when they're on the boats approaching Hogwarts, and yes. you actually see Hogwarts for the first time. That's the money shot right there. When you think of Harry Potter for the first time, you see them. What PG thirteen man? PG thirteen. That, that is a porn reference. Okay. okay. I like it. I understood what it was. Okay. I love it by face. Okay. <laughs> That's what you think of Harry Potter. Well, when I think of Harry Potter, is that Hard scene was like they're actually going to the castle in the boats, and that it's just the music and everything. I would strongly say this, and I'll fight to this. I think this is John Williams' last great, like you know, opus of like scores. I I, I think I might actually agree with you on that one. Actually. I, I I do. I think, and I was fortunate enough to see the third movie. Um, 
song, uh, the third movie score, and Catch Me If You Can live at um, Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood Bowl. Oh, he did that. And, and I think the third movie. Oh, he didn't mo- invite me. Movie, we didn't know each other. Oh. The third movie score was right. far superior to this one. But I do think that these themes, the Hedwig's initial theme, yeah. that these themes are some of his mm-hmm. greatest achievements in his career. 100%. And I mean, talking about it, and I don't mean to say this uh, just to throw this word in here, Brian Cox. No, um, cinematographically, right, that shot, we talked about the money shot, is literally beautiful with the way that they, it's the dark around and you've got the, the, the light of the boats. I mean, this is Chris Columbus's, I would argue, his greatest shot in his and I don't entire can. And I don't mean to bring it back to the to the franchise itself, but when you get back to the last movie where you find Hogwarts again, you have the same kind of scene, the same it was it's lit the same way. It's at night and you have this you have this rec- uh, recognition of the first movie. And really that last movie is is nothing but a recall to this movie. Um it, I think this set up these iconic moments that at the end make you feel so wonderful about Hogwarts, so wonderful about this world. And you know what? Chris Columbus, he actually stated that he was not, uh, he was really disappointed with the visual effects of this movie. Well, I would be too. Yeah, yeah it's a was, little dated, dude. No, yeah, but we'll I, talk about overall, that. though, it, I don't think there was a movie like this for that type of a scenario of wizardry. I mean, besides, you look at Star Wars. To yeah. compare, but they, this WDD is a, did not want to put money into this. Movie. Yeah, I think it did a pretty good job. It still had, it still was, uh, what was it? It still got nominated for uh, best visual effects. Yeah. So I, I know this is something I could totally Google, but I'm going to Google Sean. Um, how many, how many years into, or how many books into the series was this movie created? Was this three? I want to say there was only three. Okay. I don't I think know it was that three. Answer. I think it was three too. So what, what, what's interesting, and I think that, that you guys make a really great point, is that. WB doesn't put a whole lot of of money into it, which is right. or not universal. Universal? No, no WB. WB didn't put a whole lot of money into this, which is interesting because at this point the books had already taken off, especially in the UK, but also it crossed into the US. What I think what happened too is that because they wanted to have American actors into this movie, and right. J.K. Rollins was like, no. I want to stick it over here. I just want Britain actors and whatnot because Couldn't be Robert Williams yeah. was supposed to be ha- uh, Hagrid. Uh, even Rosie O'Donnell was trying to be, you know, uh, Weasley's mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. Right, yeah. You know, oh, uh, Molly. Molly. And so you're just like, I think that also really hurt the film, like, you know, just budget wise and whatnot, because I think they were like, no, nah, we don't even have a really an, a star in this film in any way. See, and that's right. what I think. I think the ensemble cast is, and I, I don't mean to pump up British over American because uh, it's very rarely will I'll do that. But I think the British cast of this movie was what made it magical. Right. Well, I, I mean, with the exception of Richard Harris and... But and Richard Harris was not an American blockbuster success. No, but Alan he was Rickman a well-known... But those two, those two characters, or the, I'm sorry, those two actors, I feel like, they're, well, and Maggie Smith, were the only actors of any oh, kind Robbie of name. Coltrane? I mean, yeah. Yeah, but did they, were they known no, in America at the time? Really. No, not really. I mean, yeah. and I think that they really grabbed the best Britain had to offer... Um, because I remember me and my mom having endless conversations about who would play Mad Eye Moody, and I, I was a huge fan of Kevin. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, and I was a huge, oh. I was a huge fan of Kevin Klein. I thought Kevin Love Klein him. would have been wonderful. He would, but been. I was limited to English actors. I didn't know any English actors. Yeah. So one of the things that I I struggle when I read the book and then watch the movie is that I have these images, these characters yeah. in my head. Having these British actors meant that I had never seen them necessarily before, and they were almost introducing me to the character again, apart from the book. Does I, that make sense? Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you, because I think, and let me just double check with everybody. Is Sean the only one who has read it? Have you read it, read the books? Yes. Or, okay, so in that case, let me ask you too. 
Eddie, have you? Yes, part one <laughs> I did. Really? Uh, part one I did. Oh, yeah. Damn it, then I'm the only one. I'm the English teacher. Yeah, you're the English teacher who's never read fucking Harry, freaking Harry Potter. Freaking Harry Potter. <laughs> he said freaking everybody. Okay, well let me uh, let me ask you guys. Casting. Do you think that the cast? What do you think that the film was well cast? Do you look at these characters? And I'm talking about one, right? I'm talking about the first movie. See, I did the Bachelor. Do you think so. that it was it was well cast? I Apart d- from two, yeah. I don't think the kids knew how to act. In oh, I don't. Movie. I agree with you. And I think they were really, later on the road. They actually developed their craft and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, it was a hard. You know, the, some of the scenes you're just like, ooh, you know, that was a b- bad miss. With you Ron, know, yes, you know. yeah. And I, no, I, I think I think you have a point there, but I think it's very difficult to cast children, yeah. and the children grew so significantly that I think it worked. But well, I was Emma from, Watson's from first a, real film at all. Any of them, right. was really. First. Yeah. yeah. So from a uh, uh, adult standpoint, I think there was a couple of flops. I think Madame Hooch was a flop. Okay. Um, I think that she, she they kind of wrote her I was out. Say, was she a bigger character she, in, the, in the book? No, but I, I do think she she was kind of a flop. Um, okay. And I think that uh, I wasn't a fan of Quill. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah John. Uh, what was his name? I don't know his name. Unfortunately, John Hart. John Hurt. 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 No, John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt. I thought was weak as Quirrell. I thought he was kind of was he a big character because I mean he was only he on was screen for three minutes. Mr. Ollivander. Mr. Ollivander. Who are we talking about? The villain. Ollivander. Mr. No, Ollivander is John Hurt. Yeah. John oh, Hurt. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ian Hurt. Ian Hurt. Ian Hurt. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I heard yeah, you he, Quirrell. I, I don't think that he Quirrell, necessarily yes, 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 yes. hit the hit the mark. And I don't think that. I, and I love John Cleese. I love John Cleese to the end of the earth. I don't think that. Putting him as and here's a, just looking forward. The ghost played an integral part in this movie, uh, and and all the movies pre- mm-hmm. and they, they ruined don't. it yeah. because John Cleese was such a big star. He he almost couldn't come back because of the money. So yeah. I, I would have much rather had an unknown as as nearly headless Nick because you had some great well, interactions between Harry and and Nick in the book. It's We're, interesting that we have kind of a major player. Um, as the ghost, but really not any anybody really major. And I, I, I know what you're saying as far as like Robbie Coltrane and everything, but they weren't really well known um, in or in America at the time. And and for Chris Columbus being an American author or I'm sorry, American director, director. Um, it just seems interesting because I, I look at it and I go, okay, at the time period, who knew any of these people? Now, granted, they grew into, and especially Emma Watson, who's who's kind of taken off, and Daniel Radcliffe has See, taken I, off. I almost feel like everyone in the movie took off. I, I not, agree. Not yeah. just the kids. I'm yeah. not, I'm, I mean, I don't think that sev- I don't think that um, Julie Walters, for instance, who I think is a marvelous actress, mm-hmm. would have been where she was without the Harry Potter franchise. She not in America, right. right? Right, right. In America, I mean, she was in uh, in Mamma Mia for God's sakes. Yes. Uh, I just don't think that they would have gotten this much recognition if they hadn't been these magnificent oh, characters. Life changing, absolutely. Jeremiah? Let's talk about the sorting houses. Yes, that is great the, scene. one of the big, biggest things. And let's talk about that. And also, that's my second question of the night. Yes, what house? Are you from? I have, believe it or not, taken the uh, what was it, the Potter World or yes, Potter yes. Pottermore, 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 yep. and I am a proud Blue Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Oh, Eddie, you and me. I, 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 of course, am a Gryffindor. Of course. And I want everybody to know this. Everybody Sean who's listening in way your, to in your car or in your house or wherever you're at right now, Sean has rigged it. This is he, a false statement. This he knew which fake questions, news. what answers would get fake him. I tried news. to do the whole Groundhog Day Please thing, tell me you're a Hufflepuff. And, and I was like, 
Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. You are? And I'm like, wait a second. I'm going to just try to say that. No, I don't help people. I burn. <laughs> you know, seriously. I like fire. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Never. <laughs> well, let me so tell you. I'm my son you know. is, is he he is a Slytherin, and that dude is more proud Potter? of Slytherin than anything else. Pottermore, you cannot rig that system. You can't. I am a Gryffindor. I don't care what you say. AKA, Potter I'm a Ravenclaw. Uh. Potter rigged it. Should I say? I did not rig anything. Anyway, mm. so you've got... <laughs> Uh, Harry arriving at school, you've got him kind of having a friend in Ron, you've got having a friend in Hermione, and as the school uh, uh, year progresses, you have this um, this well, kind of really wonderful, and, and I don't think that you can understand the context of the Mirror of Era said without understanding um, kind of uh, the rest of the movie. I think that we, we need to talk about Quidditch. Didn't that happen before? Yeah, we can talk about Quidditch. I, I think the Quidditch, to me, that was... Uh, I think we can look at that as kind of a throwaway plot point, but I think in a lot of ways this was so important because Harry was not just... Okay, so when he walks through Diagon Alley, everybody who is kind of older knows him, right? And But but I feel like the, the younger people who he goes to school with, they don't really know him. It's like a they Nimbus look at, 2000. Right? And so when he becomes a Quidditch hero because of his ability to catch the, the golden snitch and everything... I feel like that is such an integral part to Harry becoming the Harry that we know in the in the later. I give you that. I like that. Yeah. Because a lot of people just know him like about his parents and how he survived the one who cannot be named. So, but the kids don't know. What's his name? He shall not be named. Oh, he who must not be. He who must not be. What's his name? But overall, but so, but the the reason why he even uh, he was you know testing out the broomstick and uh, was to save was to protect Neville. Neville, yeah, because uh, who else was up there? The Malcroy. Malcroy was up there yeah. and say, "Oh, come and get me, Malcroy." And, and, uh, and Harry. He had a, he had Neville's remember all, and he kind of basically threw it, and Harry Potter went and saved the remember all. Let's yeah. catch Potter. I, I, I'm not gonna lie though. I, I think that Maggie Smith is. First of all, is a treasure of all the world. She looked young in this for she a little bit. She looks great. Dude. And can uh, we throw through shout out to 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 Downton Abbey? Oh, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. But my problem with this movie, and I, I will say that, that it did have a problem, is the visual effects just did not hold up for me. Oh, it, thank it, God, it was so bad. And and when he was flying, and and the whole flying sequences, even in in number two, it wasn't until number three that they really got going with Alfonso Cuarón, who I think is one of the greatest directors of oh, our generation. Oh, he did so so much to this franchise. Uh, he, I think he turned I think he turned the franchise from kind of childish to more adult. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it came at a perfect time. I know we're not we're not doing those movies, yeah. but this that that came at a perfect time in the series. And that's nothing against Christopher Columbus. I think what he what Christopher Columbus was doing with what he had was magnificent. And I think this is everyone looks at uh, the the great special effects of Star Wars and says, "Oh my god, you know, look where look 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 at what it's become. Look where it started. It was Kind of, I mean, look at the original lightsaber fight between oh, Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi and Darth Vader. That wasn't sake. technological. That was literally no, Alec Guinness yeah. did not move. <laughs> My point is, is that just it has because, to start from somewhere. Yeah, just because, uh, just because it's it's slow and bad does not mean it doesn't mean that it disparages the movie. It doesn't mean it makes the movie worse. And I think that this movie is better because of the six movies or seven movies that followed it. I would thousand percent agree with you. Yeah. Why absolutely. did they have to make Slytherin people like just so like Slytherin? ugly people, man, what? or something like that? Like just uh, like monsters. And I feel like, like the guy from Quidditch. Yeah, the guy from Quidditch, man. The guy looked like seriously like the scariest oh, person with on the, the planet, with the, dude. With the teeth. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, yes. Uh, who is that? What's his name? Hold on. I, I can pull it on my butt. Uh, <coughs> I'll help uh, you with it, okay? Dang it. People okay, anyway, I, but I, I agree, right? And I think that that might be a stylistic choice uh, that, that falls in the Lawn Bottom. No, that's Neville Lawn Bottom. Oh, can we talk about Neville? That dude is freaking hot. Dude, that guy looks, By like, the way, that guy looks so like Clive Owen. Let right me now, tell dude. you right now that Amanda, Gold, my wife, Gordley. literally looked at me and said, while we were watching it, she literally reached over, she paused the movie, which doesn't happen much, and she said, hey, in your podcast, you need to talk about how hot the dude is now. And I was like, he is a he is he a, is a, a looker. fine figure of a man. When uh, <laughs> so kids out there, if you are not thinking that you're the you're the best looking person, trust me, you are yeah, going to grow up to be beautiful. Look you are going to be hot. I still you're keep telling that to myself Jesus. every Matthew single day. Lewis Eddie is a beautiful. Man. Eddie literally just pulled him up, and the dude, I want to be him in so many ways. Mm. Okay, so but I I kind of want to keep us going on plot. Oh, but not Matthew Lewis. No, you not guys, without, you guys, without Matthew you guys Lewis. keep dragging it. So hurry up. Please. Well, no, I, no, 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 no. Okay, so we're still on Diagon Alley, aren't we? Hold on, I can go an hour on why Neville Longbottom. Let's move on. Is, okay, we're, we're is hot. Is, no, is one of the most integral characters in all. And we hot. haven't even talked about Snape. Oh, by the oh, way, he's the reason Snape. that they win the cup at the end. Well, for pure nerve. <laughs> Anyway, an outstanding but, uh, So of, Harry gets, I didn't notice this, but this whole time Harry, he thinks he has this little uh, pain in his head when he sees Snape. Right. It starts to uh, uh, appear that way. But when you watch the movie, it's also always in the background of someone else in the picture, do you know? Which is Professor Quirrell. Yes. You, and and the, the, the Quidditch game is actually the perfect uh, spot to do it, great. where you have uh, Harry Potter's wand going crazy, and Quirrell is actually the one who's trying to... Broomstick. broomstick going so, crazy. What did I say? Wand. I'm well, sorry, I mean, I he, he could be riding a wand. His broomstick's going crazy. Big and Quirrell is, tr- is, is actually the one in the background of that scene trying to make it go, and Snape is the one who's trying to save so, him. So which is one of the great, great misdirections, I think, of this movie. And there are a couple no, different misdirections. No, the series... Snape's right. misdirection of the series is one, and I, I'm wonderful. Spoiler alert, is, what you're is is literally yeah. in all of. If you look at all of literature, if you look at all of movies, Snape's character is the most. I'm gonna go ahead and say it is the most complex and the most redeeming storyline of any he, I've he's ever. He's a read. double so, He's a double agent, you know, man. It, it was he's a, double a fucking quadruple agent. Yeah, he was you know playing the sides. You know what's so good about Snape's character and with Alec Rickman is that actually J.K. Rowling has actually went up to Snape and actually gave him the whole lowdown of that character. Right? How cool is that? You know, like hey. This is your character, but this is the background. He knew exactly he was what was up. one of two people in the world to know that at this time. So, Sean and, and Jeremiah, let me ask you. Um, does uh, Okay, so what makes a... An Eddie. I was going to say a T... Have you read the books? Yeah, he said I he did. did. did you you I, didn't. I You're, literally didn't look at you. You have a bad memory. I know. I apologize. Eddie, I, by the way, just so you know, Eddie is literally one of my favorite friends in the world. Doesn't seem like it. I have three. <laughs> And those three are around the table with me right now. No, okay, so if we're talking about, like, who is in charge of uh, the different houses, and because I look at Snape, Snape is, in, is charge. in charge of Slytherin House, mm-hmm. McGonagall's in charge of Gryffindor, Professor Sprout is in charge of Hufflepuff, oh, and uh, Raven, Ravenclaw, I'm not sure. Legitimately, way more info than I was asking. What makes uh, Snape, then, in charge of, of Slytherin? Slytherin. He was appointed. Yeah. So he's so he was he Slytherin when he yes, was a kid. Yes, he was a Slytherin. Yeah. Okay. So that's why he couldn't be with Lily. That's how the whole story fucking started. And he's also freaking started. I'm sorry. Freaking started. He's also. He's also. We're trying to be really good on our language. So just so you know, working, he's also working with the he should, who shall not be named with you know in the background of everything. He is a double agent. Yeah. Oh, he's a quadruple yeah. agent yeah. as Jeremiah mentioned. Okay, no, I was just wondering because honestly, uh, for for somebody who cares so much so deeply for the Potter 
the, no. family. Um, mm. He doesn't care about the Potter family. He, he cares, cares about, about Lily. No, I, I got that. But he yeah. cares about Harry. And you I see cares it, about actually. Harry because, because of it's Lily. Lily's son. Oh, I totally and because, made a promise. Particularly because he has. Was it Lily? Was he? Is is Harry his child? No. No. Oh, no. Harry, no. sure about that? Is yeah. Harry's a, dad is looks like Danielle Harry. Steele no, novel? Harry. Yeah, Harry and James are like the same person. I mean, Sirius. Even before he dies, he's. He, Do you mean seriously? No, seriously. I'm kidding. Black says, nice nice going, James. And then, you know, anyway. I, I do know the, the movies, I promise. God, I love this story so let's, much. Okay. Let's talk <laughs> and about then the mayor it tells of you also. It tells you also in the mayor. The mayor of Arisette. Yes, the mayor. No, I totally get you. Yeah. So uh, we've got kind of uh, Harry Potter who's... Cloak. Uh, yeah, he got, got, he got a cloak of invisibility getting for cool, Christmas. Getting, getting cool really stuff. Really cool, cool. Getting really cool stuff. Well, and as we find Frodo. out... But as we find out, it's not only the cloak of invisibility, but it is one of the Trinity or the um, oh my Hallows? God, Deathly Hallows. Yes. Anyway, he goes out in, in roaming the school and he finds the Mirror of Erised, which the Mirror of Erised, to me, uh, if you are a, a hardcore Potter fan, this is the only time Dumbledore lies in his entire, uh, well, that you think he lies. That's what she Mira thing. said. Ha. <laughs> Anyway, Harry sees his entire family in the mirror of because it is what is his what's his heart heart really desires. Um, the question that is on everyone's mind is what does Dumbledore see when he looks into the mirror? Because he says Ooh, a like pair that. of thick woolen socks, which is a which is a lie. What does he actually see? His love, his forbidden love. Are we going into Galette Grindelwald? Yeah. <laughs> I think he sees his sister. I think he sees Ariana. Yo. That's a good one too. That's oh, good. That's I think he sees yeah. Ariana alive and well, and with his brother Abbaforth personally. So it doesn't really show the future; it just shows the heart. No, desire. it does what it shows. It shows what the deepest and most desperate desires of your heart. That is what is in the movie. That is literally yeah. what it shows. And I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush. The concept of um, putting the mirror, the uh, Sorcerer's Stone, into the mirror so that only one who would use it for mm-hmm. good could take it out that shows more about harry potter's character because this mirror doesn't yeah. lie it doesn't cheat it doesn't it doesn't fool you it shows you the deep, deepest and most desperate desire of your heart when harry potter gets it at the end of the film it's because he wants to destroy it or wants to keep it away from voldemort so much that it appears to him which i don't think dumbledore even could have suggested that, that that's what it would have would have happened no i think Dumbledore usually uh what's the best way uh, improvises a lot of things that come around. Right. Yeah. So as the movie progresses, we get this concept that uh, Voldemort is going to steal the Sorcerer's Stone, which the kids find out. Can we please stop using his name? He must not be named. Yeah. Is going to find the stone uh, that that was st- was taken from Gringotts and hidden under Fluffy the three-headed dog. Amazing. And they have to go through a series of uh, kind of... Uh, Tests in order to get to the stone. That each every kid had its own ability to actually outwit that test, right? Like they all had a part. Hermione was able to figure out, hey, you know, just relax, come down, you know, the vines. She had her knowledge and everything. She also had the uh, potions too. I don't know. Yeah, she had potions. That was in the book. In the book, not in the movie. Is it Snape's uh, suggestion or Snape's test was a logic problem that she only she could really solve? Yeah, and then also. Uh, we're talking about well. Did we skip the golem? It wasn't golem. Uh, 
No, basically we the, skipped him. Where, where he, he's uh, in the restroom and he's oh, the 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 troll. the troll the troll oh that was I was I was I'm I'm sorry there's so much to this there's movie. so there's, much of this we movie. can't yeah. fit it Can I, okay so yeah but well, we should have talked about it in the very beginning yeah, okay, so I think that, that <laughs> Eddie maybe I'm wrong so so please stop me if I'm wrong I think one thing that we do need to talk about is and Jeremiah I think you mentioned this earlier but the, the special effects we okay. already t- yeah well I mean we did we mentioned it but at the same time. What do you guys think of the special effects? Because in in two thousand and one, I mean, we had the ability. We, but here's what, we watch Lord of the Rings and we see Lord of the Rings. And it's the same year. Also, Phantom Menace. Like, it's so and it feels strong. So what, you know? here's what it's weird. When I was watching That's this, what, what think, I kept saying I was, okay, I'm I'm comparing this special effects wise, and maybe it's right or wrong, to Independence Day, and I thought Independence Day did it right. This movie did it. Just so poorly. But there was there was three times more special effects in this movie than there was in Independence okay, Day. Okay, so what I've got because I realized that as we're talking, I'm just going off of like just my heart, um, which right. I know is because this movie is, is not on my not notes. Great, but it's magnificent because it begins it your begins journey everything. into the Harry Potter. So what I, what I have in my notes, and I just looked over here, and that's why I kind of brought it up, is that to me the best special effects definitely, definitely not the Quidditch match. No, but the the best special effects is is with McGonagall going from cat. To Maggie Smith. To I, me, that's a great. I think Voldemort shot. coming out of the back of Quirrell's head is pretty good. Mm, that's pretty good too. I also think that uh, I like the what was the man with the horse? The centaur. Oh, the centaur, centaur, centaur with, with the whole also the. Oh man, that when you that, first actually meet uh, uh, Voldemort actually yeah. in the woods. I mean, we didn't in the even woods. talk about Norbert. The centaur. <laughs> yeah, the centaur was a little bit uh, much um, the to bank. me, See, and but, then but, so was so was Fluffy. But you Fluffy was a little bit the much. Centaur, uh, the fluffy, I understand that the centaur is a little bit, or the Fluffy is a little. A little bit much, but you have to understand that the centaurs being in the forest come back time after time in this franchise, and you realize that it's how wizards treat other races and other magical creatures that's what determines success in the end. The centaurs, yeah. I, and I don't mean to make it yeah. like that, but the centaurs ally with Harry Potter because Harry Potter showed them kindness in the yeah. forest mm-hmm. and they are in the Battle of Hogwarts in the last mm-hmm. movie yeah. they are a group that attacks the, the house elves are a group that attacks and without those people they wouldn't have won that war I, I appreciate that because yeah I have the Minotaur equals stupid as hell so I, I, I do I like again it's a centaur <clears throat> it's a minotaur it's a centaur it's, it's a minotaur no it's not it's a centaur. what's the difference and a uh, minotaur has uh, uh, human is, qualities no, and that is a, a horse horns yeah. A mentor, a, a mentor has horns. A centaur is half man, half palomino. I did not read my. Uh, <laughs> you did not read my, Harry Potter. I did not read Harry Potter. Someday, Sawyer, you're gonna get those for your birthday. Okay, so to me, special effects lacked. Okay, to me, acting quality of the three kids, the three most important in this movie. Again, in this movie, and I'm, I know I'm not comparing it to to seven point two, um, but to me, the, the acting in in they the weren't Haley were Joe Osment. Bad. Who was actually supposed to be cast as Harry Potter? <laughs> was he really? <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, he I mean, been, they weren't. He would have seen dead some, some dead people. <laughs> I, to me, and, I, and I, I'm going to defend this movie, and I, it's going to show in my score. This movie was not the best movie of the franchise. It was not a great movie overall, but it set up. It got the ball rolling on one of the greatest franchises. Yeah, it set the, it set oh, the tone. It set the world. Agree with that in a way, totally. like you know, but. We got to think about the movie itself here. I know it's very yeah. hard for me. Yeah. No, it is, and I, I have that in my notes. Is that this set up a great franchise? But to me, and I, I don't want to spoil the, my rating part portion, but to me, this movie lacked in a lot, and I mean a capital lot of ways. I think this movie was great with just it had a story plot that was different than most 
m- other movies at this time. You don't really see that, and like it, you almost felt like even watching the middle of movies, like this is not just one movie. Like you knew this is gonna be a, a list of movies in in a row. I think it gained uh, everyone's attraction. I know it had little uh, misty miss areas that it didn't hit, but overall it had a, it hit good for me. And to me, I mean, I know that this movie is not perfect, but if you watch this, I just watched this movie, obviously for the podcast, we but did. I also watched all eight of them with my sister and she had never seen Lucky. them, but we went through the whole eight movies and it was almost like watching it with a child in that every movie brought you closer to this wonderful story, which you knew and she didn't, and which she, I think is really cool. Right. And yeah. so... I, I just I have a hard time really disparaging it when agreed it it, it led to something so great one hundred percent so basically we're 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 going down into the bowels of Hogwarts we've we've passed our tests and we finally have Harry uh, confronting Voldemort or he who must not be named mm-hmm. in front of the Miravera said and I do want to I want to I want to kind of back up just just a, a, a slip again one of the things. <laughs> We didn't talk about Ron with the chess mat. I was going to get there. Well, I, want, I, I, saw, I, know, I saw your notes. Jeez. I want to get there, too. Okay, so... <laughs> um, okay, so listen. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite things, and I only realized this in the last week when I watched this again uh, for, this, for this podcast, is how awesome it is and how cool it was. And by the way, this is not any revolutionary thing with movies, is how they each played a part in attaining that, that final goal of, of reaching yeah. the mirror. Um, you've got... Uh, Hermione, who helps them get through like the tangled brambles or the, uh, the, the quicksand. Snare, thank you. That thing. Um, you've got Ron, which honestly, this is one of the saving graces of Ron throughout the entire series, who helps them get through the, the chess match, uh, which was, by the way, awesome little foreshadowing when, when Harry and Ron are playing um, chess earlier. It actually uh, foreshadows the end of the series, too, when he has to sacrifice himself for mm-hmm. the entire mankind or wizard kind. Absolutely. So, anyway, Absolutely. Um, again, we're just talking about I'm movie sorry, one. I'm sorry. Movie I'm one. sorry. I'm um, sorry. And then finally, Harry with, um, with, with the professor at the end. Uh, and to me, it was just a beautiful example of how we need to rely on other people. And so to me, that was one of the best parts of this whole movie. Agreed? Disagreed? No, I agree because seriously, like everything is foreshadowing. I'm, I'm sorry to say, that. everything foreshadows. Even when like Sirius Black's like, you know, keep your friends close, Harry. Your friends is what you need in your life to get you through the worst and hard times and everything like that. And Harry Potter is like the biggest thing that actually showcases that in a lot of ways. And to me, the first two films struggled. Uh, I will say they struggled yes. finding the thread of what was going to be Harry Potter. But then all of a sudden, you had a kind of a turn in in movie three, and the, the, it took off in a way that I don't think anyone. I mean, I cried my eyes out when certain character died. Certain characters died. Don't mention Dobby. I. I mean, Dobby's I, a just free to tell a little personal story. Free. I was in Hawaii playing baseball when the seventh book came out, and I got on a bus at five thirty in the morning <laughs> and rode to the other side of the freaking island to get this book and. I, it was almost gone, and I stole it from a 10-year-old, and I literally said, your mom will take you somewhere else to get this. <laughs> and I grabbed it from him, and I read this book in my little uh, apartment for for hours and hours, and I read it, and, and that was that was something that, that was just the most amazing conclusion to the story. Uh, it's very difficult for me to, like I said, to disparage the the... the 
the promise that this movie set up. Final question for you guys. What mm-hmm. Dumbledore do you guys prefer? Richard Harris or Michael Gammon? Richard Harris, 1,000%. No, if anybody wants to... Uh, part, to uh, uh, Michael. Michael? Yes. Gambon? Yes. So I think I pr- if you're like going to look at the close... If you're going to look at the book, then Richard Harris is your man. If you're going to look at the movies, then I think Michael Gammon adds something that Richard Harris did not have, mm-hmm. which departs from the book. And mm-hmm. I, I think that he's good in his own right. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for the book... Not even close. Which I, okay, so so I, I. But we're not looking at the book. We're just looking at the movie. Just as a heads up too, by the way, our listeners yeah. actually say that Michael Gavin is actually the better. I believe it was 50 50 last it's time I voted. It's actually 67 No, it's are not. Voters no, are wrong. Not. No. <laughs> oh, voters, no, no. You guys are absolutely We're right. We, we agree with you in this. We're talking about the movie. Oh, you can always yeah. Richard Harris yeah, you can post, your, uh, post your photo, by the way, in our Instagram at the. Absolutely. What? Well, I, I think by it would then be at the dot ge- wait the dot gentleman podcast. But I gotta be honest. By the time we've had a vote, lot of by the time beer. they vote, it's off of our story. Okay, so wait, wait. Okay, so one of the things that frustrates me is the Chris Columbus direction. Okay, and you said something, Sean, that that to me is really interesting. Is that you said you know that book or I'm sorry, movie three is when the series kind of takes off, mm-hmm. and that's when Chris Columbus departed. Steps away, yeah. Um, and to me, I think that, uh, and I'm going to jump a, a little bit ahead to my my review, is that Chris Columbus's, his humor, maybe it is, I, I'm not really 100% sure, but it, there's something about Chris Columbus's direction and Chris Columbus's writing that, to me, just takes away... Well, Steve Clovis wrote it, so don't... don't, don't oh, you're right, you're right, right, right. I'm, I guess I'm thinking of um, things like Goonies and, and other other things that um, Chris there's Columbus has been part of. Goonies, well, let's friend. not talk there's about the very... There's a whole shitload wrong with Goonies. It's like, it, it, I liked how oh, the end of the movie, Gremlins. how it brought all, everything together. And it was, don't forget, it was like a competition through the whole year between all the four houses, which plays a big part in this Harry Potter. Every year, it's a big competition well, between the four houses. And giving him a little courage. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you get points for your house if you do great things, and you also lose points if, for being a snake. I really think, seriously, that whole point thing game in the end was Fucking rigged, okay? No, freaking rigged. Uh, because no. yes, and that's what that was my question. And and Jeremiah, you and me are gonna have a, a chit chat right now, because how jacked up is it that Dumbledore is like, oh, you know what? I don't want Slytherin to win because that's they should. That's not why win. he did it. No, no, no. He I'm talking to Jeremiah right now. Jeremiah, 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 Jeremiah. I'm just so, saying, oh, Jeremiah, so, how rigged is it? Oh, I I don't like that Slytherin won. So guess what? Harry gets a couple of points. Oh, you Ryan get gets a couple of points. They say yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Neville gets points. What the hell? He who must not be named. And Speaking Neville got points for going against. Neville, okay, it's like how I'm going against you. You're wrong, Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah and I are on the same page. No, let me you're ask. You're wrong. Let me ask he, Sean and Eddie he this got question. Got 250 points for just telling the agreed. truth. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, for so telling the truth. Who said that? Oh, no, sorry. He got 250 no. points. Ten. Who? No. Ten Neville points. Got ten points. For standing up for your friends. No, yes. standing up oh, to your enemies is hard. So Sean, standing up to your friends is much harder. And then. Sean and Eddie. They each got the, rigged. They, they each got I give you points. 10 points. They each got 50 points. And then points. in the book it says Neville, who'd never won a single point for Gryffindor. So Sean and Eddie, I have a question for you Did guys. Did they not save? Well, hold on. Did they not save everything? Okay. Can I? Did they not save it? Yes or no? 100%. Did they not save it? Yes or no? It's a yes or no. Did they not oh, save it? Brandon, go ahead. Can I ask you a question? Oh, if you had again? kids. Okay, if you had kids, they wouldn't be Would you Slytherin. send them? No, no, no. <laughs> Would you send them to Hogwarts since every single year we have literally catastrophic events? And then also, what the hell is going on with the dark arts 
teacher. Can we just First not realize defense that? Defense against the dark. Oh, sorry, defense, defense against the dark. Because there was Why? a curse to the dark hearts uh, uh, position. It comes in later books. It Brandon. seems obvious. Well, let me talk about actually, it in the you movies. Know, you know who uh, actually <laughs> cursed the dark hearts? Please position? tell me. Voldemort himself. We don't talk yeah. about him. Tom Riddle when he came. Oh, Tom Riddle. Yeah, that's why Snape was never able to actually land the gig because Dumbledore would prevented him to not to get. So wait, Dumbledore is, is part of the bad? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> anyway, that brings us to the end of review. Now wait, Dumbledore's bad. Seriously, no. each of the hosts provides their score on our scale of zero to five. <laughs> I'm voting. Eddie, can you take us through our scale, please? <laughs> yes, zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're gonna Uber or lifting home. Four, a rough morning walk of shame. Five, the blackout, shit face, spring break drunk. You make me cuss in this. That's what I'm just. Yeah, reading. no, no, shit's okay. Okay. We're well, trying to stay away from the G D. Daily, let's let's start with you. Oh shoot. <laughs> Slash shit. <laughs> so okay, so here's the deal. I love uh, the movies. I love the series. And as you guys can see from this podcast, I don't know the books yet, but I plan on, on knowing the books within the um, the next year. I love the story. I love what J.K. Rowling does with the story. I love the characters. That said, uh, I'm looking at this and saying, okay, I need to kind of look at this as a single movie. Okay. Um, however, that's really, really hard to do when you say that there's another seven movies after this. And, and I've seen all seven movies. And I remember when I started dating my wife now, it was when movie five came out. And we went and saw it. And I said, I don't want to go see Harry Potter. And then I sat there in the theater and I said, holy shit, this is amazing. And so I have to remember where I'm coming from as far as the context of the whole story. The acting is completely atrocious when you come to the kids. The story is beautiful. Okay. The special effects, absolutely atrocious. The story where it goes is absolutely beautiful. And so I'm really, really torn. And I remember thinking this uh, last week when I, when I watched this to, to talk about this whole podcast and I've seen this movie, you know, four or five or six times now. And I was really, really stuck on what to vote it for. And for me, I think I need to really kind of think about where it comes from, what it is, and then where it's going. And for me, uh, I know it's kind of probably a little bit low than it may deserve to be. But when I take into consideration the special effects and the ability of the special effects at the time, like we talked about Lord of the Rings. Take into consideration of, about the music too, please. Uh, the music, absolutely beautiful. Oh, no, when John Williams, I would say that after uh, Star Wars and Jurassic Park, this is probably my favorite of his scores. Oh, Indiana Jones? And in, well, no, I would still say, I, w- I think this is better than Indiana Jones. I really do. Um, I think it's a beautiful movie that, cr- well, it's, it's, a, it's an okay movie that creates a beautiful franchise. And so for that, I'm going to go with a three. I'm going to go with I'm, I'm Ubering, I'm lifting home, uh, and so I'm, I'm okay with that. So, Sean, I want to go with you since you are our Harry Potter um, fanatic. So it is very difficult for me to separate this movie from, from the franchise or from the book. This is actually, uh, believe it or not, one of the closest movies to the specific novel uh, that you get in the franchise. And I read the books every year. I probably read them twice a year, listen to them twice a year just because <laughs> I can't stand it. Um, every time I finish it, I'm like, oh, let's start again. Um, it is, to me, the best written series of our lifetime, of our generation. Uh, whatever you think of J.K. Rowling, she has written a masterpiece in Harry Potter. Is this movie the best in the franchise? No. Is this movie a great movie in regards to all other movies? No. 
does it strike on chords that will propel it into the into the franchise? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think the cast is unfathomably good. I think that the music is probably some of the greatest music ever made. Mm-hmm. I think the acting, I have to agree with Brandon, the acting with the kids is subpar. But give me a movie where the acting of the kids is absolutely fantastic. Sandlot. I can give you, no, I can give you one, actually. Sandlot. Point Break is terrible. Sandlot. I just had to get it in there. Sandlot. So evil. No, I don't think Sandlot. So evil. Sandlot. Was unnecessary. I mean, if I'm going to go with kids, if I'm going to go with kids, I'm going to go with something like Hook, or I'm going to go with something Stand like by me. Stand By Me, which Stand is by me was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, even something like Super 8, which I think the kids were, were above their years. But my problem comes in rating this movie is... I love this movie. I love everything about it. It starts the, the, the saga into Harry Potter. It introduces you into the world of wizardry. And for that, I think the, the sheer magic has to give it a better score. The sheer uh, words of Dumbledore that, uh, you know, it's easier to stand up to your, uh, as easier to stand up to your enemies and your friends and giving Neville those points at the end. I still have a flutter in my chest. I still watch it, and I still want to throw my hat up at the end and celebrate with Gryffindor. I, I know that sounds terrible, but it just makes me happy to watch movies. It's not a zero. I'm never going to give it a zero, but it's it's. Pro- I think it's a two. I really do. I think it's it's a. It's definitely a, a happy, happy buzz. buzz. It might be a one with an extra shot, but the special effects just bring it over into a two. So oh, I'm going to give it a two. A happy buzz, Eduardo. So, wait, 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 wait. Did I go back? Uh, I did. I screwed up. So, so for me, I'm ha- I'm happy buzzing. You feel good first cocktailing. No, no, no I'm happy buzzing. No, oh, we do. We do include zeros. Yeah, Jeremiah, could you go ahead and just delete what I just said? <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. I might go in like the it, end of the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> we include a zero. We I'm do sorry. include a zero. This is his I'm first sorry. time doing this. Is this is his first podcast yeah. on Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast. We're three of the four hosts. We know who's that. You're the bad one. You're you, the, you're you know the bad one. I'm going to go ahead and let other people talk. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so like Sean was saying, that this movie, I don't know, it holds a special place in my heart. So I, I really, uh, it's a movie that I, I think you could easily watch with your children it's a movie that could, you could honestly is it the best out of the the franchise no like how sean was saying definitely not um but it is a movie that i feel like it just opens a different world and i, I feel like people don't take it into consideration just lord of the rings takes a bigger look or star wars takes a bigger look and they just take these movies and it's so uh, harry potter one i feel like is a definitely underrated movie it lasts uh, I think it's endless, though, the story. J.K. Rowling, right? Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Uh, John Williamson is amazing. Oh, absolutely. Right? Um, I feel like the movie, though, I mean, you see, I, I really enjoyed these actors, especially the kids, even though they're, you know, they were learning. But you got to, you got to see them at their, at their beginning of their careers, and it's something that it's hard to see. You know, you don't see that that often. That you see a character develop over eight years. Uh, we don't know it yet, but you know, eight different movies with the same character or with, with the same, same actor. With the same actor, yeah. so yeah. that was great. And I feel like you know, it, it, you definitely. This is probably the bottom of the barrel if they're acting. But overall, I think it's a movie that it just shows about friendship and something how you don't take friendship lightly. And it's also doing a good thing doesn't get unnoticed by 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 you know by professors. By it shows you a lot with like you take. Take take your actions. You know, you you take credit for what you do, also for what you do bad. You know, like, um, so I, I really enjoy all these little, uh, 
all these little areas that I feel like they hit home to me a little bit with how I'm raising my son. Uh, it's a movie that I feel like it, for me, it's just a, right above a happy buzz. <laughs> uh, just I don't know, I, I can't see it below that. I'm uh, sorry. No, I don't, I, I'm no, sorry. I like no, I, I, but I don't think it's uh, you're gonna Uber lift in the home. I think Brandon's store is ridiculous. So <laughs> I'm gonna give it. A I two. do too. I'm, I'm, like, God, I'm, I'm gonna give it a two point. So Better beer eleven. Son of a pleasure. I'm so <laughs> drunk yeah. right now. I'm gonna give it a two point two five. Two point two five. Two point two five. No, okay. two point two five is a lower than I gave. You gave it a two. I gave it two. I gave it a little above 2. a two point two five. Yeah, I think it's. Okay, I think it's. I think it's yeah lower. You gave it lower, dude. You I gave want, like a half a shot lower. Two point two five. Well, the way we're saying, I'm saying lower. I'm than saying a two. I'm saying you gave no, it no, too no, low. No. Worse. Worse. Say that one more time. I have so much What do you have? To be honest, the first Harry Potter is my very least favorite of the series, next to the Chamber of Secrets. I think the CGI is dated throughout most part of the film. However, you have to give love and respect to what Columbus did to the movie. He was able to do what we all thought we love. He captured the imagination of what people fell in love with and paved the way for all the other of our favorite part of films. And not, let's not forget John Williams' score. It's magnificent. It will stay for the rest of our lives and everything like that. I think, seriously, it was cool to start from the beginning of the, of the series. But I rather go see the other movie. I rather like, start at three. Yeah, yeah. I rather start you know, from later on. But however, you have to watch at least one time. You have to give a little love and respect for what is done. And it started, yeah. So for me, it's a happy buzz with a little shot. My score is with Eddie, two point two five. All right, Eddie. When we combine those scores and divide by four, what does the first installment of the Harry Potter franchise get us? It gives uh, 2.375. 2.375. Tristing. That's a little bit below. No, a little, little above average, actually. Uh, no, yeah, 2.5 is average. Yeah. So, yes. Jeremy, where does that put us I on think that's good. Uh, 2.375. That 2.375? Yes. Mm-hmm. It actually puts it right between Twilight yeah. and Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Let, let me. I know What's this above is, it? What's above well, it? Actually, it's. I'm sorry. Forgive me on that. Two point three seven five. Yeah. Okay. Because how it's much like tie- butter beer no, have you drank? A lot. Drunk. Lots. You put it in different areas. It's, no, it's actually tied for like all three movies. I Die still Hard, remember the when Showman, it was one and North stick. by Northwest. Oh, it tied with all of them. So wait, it tied let, with all of them. It tied okay. with all of them. Okay. Let, let me ask you a question. Uh, like everybody, I want. Let me ask you a question. He's had one. Oh my gosh. He's had one. Okay. Now, if we were, and maybe this is this is, you can cut it if you want. If we were scoring the entire series, what would, would you a, go it with? It would be a point five. Okay, I would actually agree with you. It'll be a point two five. I might actually agree with you. Point seven five. <laughs> no, because I'm going with a point five. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I just, I'm interested because to me, uh, and I, this last thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to shut up. To me, this. Mo- <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review on iTunes. If you're interested, you can find us on Instagram at the dot. The dot means a lot. Gentlemen podcast. You can visit our website, thegentlemanpodcast.com. Or if you really want to, you can reach out to us by email at hosts at thegentlemanpodcast.com. Eddie, do we have any uh, shout outs? Shout outs for people listening yeah, across we, the we across the universe? Shout out to Rotsbury, Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> that's what he put, Rotsbury, Massachusetts. Uh, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Illinois! Yeah. Illinois. yeah uh, Gustavo Adafo? 
Mexico. Gustavo, Gustavo Adolfo. Adolfo. Yeah, yeah. We really appreciate you. Mexico. I'm going to say shout out to Mexico. I'm a, uh, I don't Do know what you put Spain? here. Do we have anybody what? from España? You put a name down. Eddie. Okay, Eddie That's is from España. It's a Maduro. Mexico. <laughs> yeah, this Maduro, Mexico. But Gustavo. No. Adolfo Maduro, Mexico. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, Roxbury, Massachusetts. Why are you guys laughing at that one? <laughs> Uh, for legal reasons, we don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us. And because we live in a ridiculous society where people are stupid. 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 We ask you, please, not drink and drive. You're listening to us in the car. Don't do it. But if you're listening to us at home, please enjoy the butter beer. Enjoy the podcast. It is so good. And next week, we are going to be reviewing, I believe. But before we go to next week, remember this. We're going through a lot of stuff and crazy things in our lives. But remember this. You're a Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff. Or Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Doesn't matter. We're all wizards. You're all still at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, we are. Anyway, next week we've got, I think we're starting our superheroes. Heroes. So we'll do that and uh, we'll see you next week. And thank you for listening. And if you have, please, any review to give, make it a five-star review. Make it a five. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, my God. That was so good. I'm so drunk. I am so Let's drunk. Let's go get the pizza. Oh. I can't even walk. Olivia, Olivia, sir. Olivia, sir.